This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest. Match preview podcast. www.backofthenest.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and Albert is back after yet another holiday, and he and Sam will help me build you up to the visit of high-flying Lesser City to Sellers Park. Reviews, predictions, comments and rants. Send us your voice clips on WhatsApp. 0203 575 1266. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Heskiff, I saw you at the Emirates on the weekend. Happy with the 2-2 draw? I was very happy with a 2-2 draw. Um, I started off the day by slipping on my arse and falling all the way down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> at, and I was, still, I was still more, not, thankfully not at the Emirates, um, but I was still more agile than Wayne Hennessy. So, <laughs> job good in. Yeah, if you didn't get up quicker than Hes- uh, Hennessy did, I'd be, I'd be a little bit worried. Um, and Albert, you're back from Crete. Did you have a good time, sir? I had a fantastic time. Thank you very much. Uh, week in Crete. Straight to my brother Stag doing Bath. Two very contrasting uh, holidays, but both very fun in their own way. If, if you were asked to pick which holiday was the better, which would you choose? Uh, definitely the week of sunshine in Crete. Thought surrounded <laughs> by 13 smelly geezers. Any debauchery? Um, just lots of, just loads of beer, loads of beer and meat. That's just, pretty much it. Just, Heineken. Um, no, there was some sort of fancy bollocks ale that you'd have liked, but uh, for the main, it was Australia. Okay. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Now, <laughs> Albert, you've sent me a picture full of cans of beers and bottles of beers um, and I was like oh look at him he's gone and he's gone and upped his game but no this was a box of beer that was a gift to your wife uh, yeah not even not even a gift for me uh, it was a gift a gift to my wife box of beer turned up there's, it comes with the menu there's like three pages I, I mean there's all sorts in it it's like a bag of jelly babies and obviously you being the you know the connoisseur I thought I'd, I'd you know I'd ask for your opinion I mean there's about well, there's probably enough craft lagers there for me to 
probably do this till the end of the season because I won't be drinking them out of choice. <laughs> probably just for your enjoyment, to be honest. Okay. Um, Good stuff. Maybe you can send some to um, Heskiff because I'm sure he's just on a Modelo or something. How rude. Um, I'm drinking water. <laughs> so funny which you one? say that. It's funny you say that because on, on, the, on this, this bit of blurb that comes with it, you know, it gives you the beers, tells you the percentage, gives you a little blurb about each one, and I'm drinking one called a Berliner. Um, and the first nice. word in the description is water. Brilliant. <laughs> so I'll have that one. That's, that's going to be the, the most Heineken-esque. Water-flavoured beer. Yes, please. Water, barley, malt, hops, and yeast. Just four ingredients to brew this classic Pilsner. Tie very much. Well, um, I, I put out a little poll on Twitter to see whether I should be drinking Show Off or Disco Forklift Truck. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Disco Forklift Truck's actually won. And, Albert, this is it's, it's really impressive, this, um, this blurb on this beer. Are you ready? Ready when you are. It says, uh, back it up. This forklift truck is about to drop a metric ton of flavor. From pallet to pallet, we've loaded this 24-carat beer with golden caramel mort and more tropical hops than you can shake your flares at. Strobing bursts of mango, passion fruit, and papaya make this jukebox, juice box, just as tasty at the barbecue as it is on the dance floor. I hate so whoever wrote that. So whether you're rocking a glitter ball or a beach ball, we've got you covered. How big is the can to get that blurb on it? It is very small print, and I did just have to um, get my phone light out so I could read it. <laughs> right, it's a, it's a mango pal out, so let's have a let's have a go. The person who wrote that should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good actually. Not too bad at all. Right, so what we starting with this week? Okay, it looks as if Crystal Palace's parent company, Crystal Palace Hold Company Limited has bought some shares back from one of the owners and then cancelled them. Difficult at this stage to work out whom the shares have been purchased from and how many and how much it cost. Has Skiff got any clue what's going on here? I'm not going to pretend like I'm clever enough to know what, what's going on. Just buy Batshuayi in January. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I don't really know. I should have probably asked my wife. She might know some stuff about what's going on here, but I didn't. And I just, I just assume we've bought someone out because we've created a bunch of shares. We did this for the Americans as well to to get the investment into the company. So it could be the Americans. I think we'd have probably heard more about it if it was, but it's probably just buying out a few people and absorbing the shares back in. It could be a little amount. It could be a lot, but there's not much more news on that at the moment. So it's just mere speculation unless, Albert, you're um, behind the movie, behind the scenes movies, people know anything. No, believe it or not, they don't really talk about Crystal Palace Football Club. <laughs> well, maybe you should be getting Tom Cruise to invest, uh, buy out the Americans. No, I think um, I think Bill Nye could be tempted, but um, he, yeah. he's still bitter over Simon Jordan. So. He he did the voiceover for the Team in the 80s documentary. Did he? I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, I wonder if he got paid like Kevin Day didn't for the centenary one by Simon Jordan. Uh, what else has been happening this week? Luka Milivojevic, Heskiv, became the third most successful penalty taker in Premier League history mm-hmm. by conversion rate. Uh, he's now got 21 in 23 penalties, um, only behind Thierry Henry, 
who had 23 out of 25, Matt Letizia, 25 out of 26. That's not bad going, is it? Pretty esteemed company, isn't it, to be in that? Mm. Um, and going by how much VAR likes us this season, I'm sure he's going to have a few more to to put away. So hopefully that will that will continue for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, you could comfortably see him overtaking Letizia by the end of the season for sure. He's only four behind him or five behind him. So, mm, very good. Right, I'm going to give you a couple of quotes uh, and you've got to tell me who said them. Uh, we'll start with you, Albert. VAR left me puzzled at the Emirates on Sunday. I'm still at lost as to why they got involved to a wall Crystal Palace a penalty against Arsenal when, in my opinion, Wilfred Saha clearly dived. I had no idea. I'll be honest, I had no idea until you said the last bit and it's clearly Mark Clattenburg. <laughs> it is indeed. I mean, there, there was a poll as well that said... Um, 59, only 59% of people agreed with VAR to overturn the decision. It's, it's a clear penalty, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not the clearest penalty I've ever seen. You know, like, Cannon Chambers does make a genuine attempt to get the ball, but, you know, he, he sticks a leg out and, and Wilf goes over it. Um, it's, a, it's a penalty. You know, it's not it's not a malicious challenge. It's not, it's not reckless. It's not dangerous. But, yeah, it's... Uh, even though it's a genuine attempt for the ball, he gets nowhere near it and, and Will goes over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, when when the yellow card came out, I mean, you know, that's, you know, like you we all still celebrate a goal, not necessarily, you know, aware that VAR could still overrule it, you know, as Arsenal learnt later in the game. But, you know, when you see the yellow card come out, you sort you know you instantly see a you know a flash of red and it's like what you know what the fuck is he thinking? Mm. Um, and now you know it was a it was a hot topic VAR on the stag do this weekend. You know we were sort of watching match of the day on Saturday night and there were some funny decisions there. Uh, but I'm all for it. I'm all for it, especially yeah, cut to Sunday when it's it's really really helped us out. Well, I don't think we've had a VAR decision go against us yet, have we? So <laughs> it's it's not too bad for us. But of course, Heskiff inside the stadium. Was it around me? Everyone was just like, well, they're going to give a penalty because we know Zaha doesn't dive. Was it the same around you? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was absolutely outraged by, like, when you see Axon pointing the other way and saying that it was a dive, because even though I was up the other end, it looked pretty pretty blatant uh, from where we were. And I think it's just, it seems to be the case so far this season that the longer it goes on, the more likely the decision will be overturned. I mean, it took ages for IU's goal to be given at West Ham, and this took a little while as well. So, I mean, I was I was hopeful. I was a lot less confident about the goal that was disallowed. Um, but yeah, I was I was I was pretty hopeful that the penalty would be given. Yeah, Martin Atkinson looked absolutely guided when he had to rescind that yellow card. Absolutely, yeah. even. Uh, when I saw the, the the disallowed goal one back, even though I don't really know why it was disallowed, you can see how pissed off he is. He gives a little shake of the head when he picks the ball up to, to take it back to Hennessy. Um, but I mean, he had a he had a shocking shocking performance all round, didn't he? So at least at least far sort of balancing that out a little bit. Yeah, I think this needs to become something that they probably need to separate the referees and not have on field referees doing the VAR because they already have pre existing relationships which. You know, it was said that earlier in the season, this was the reason why they weren't overturning each other's decisions and stuff like that. So perhaps there needs to be a, a VAR team and the referees and they don't 
ever meet each other or know each other in that sense because it means then that you know there's no agendas or no friendships or relationships so on that could break down or are being exploited etc so maybe that's something that can be looked at but yeah i mean i i think it was a clear penalty on zaha and i think that it was probably harsh to give to disallow the third arsenal goal although you know, I can see where they're coming from. Milivojevic's leg is kind of hooks, but I think it's six of one and half a dozen the other. But we'll take it. I'm sure one will go against us at some point like that. So we'll see. Albert, and last quote for you to guess. Um, I just don't think I would enjoy it very much. I'm not a drinker. I can't dance to save my life. And to be honest, I'm afraid of the dark. Which Palace player said that about nightclubs? Oh, I was going to say Heskiff, and then you said it's a Palace player. <laughs> uh, a Palace player. Can't dance. Wayne Hennessy? <laughs> no, I think, Heskiff, you might know the answer to this. I do. I had the misfortune of watching the show that it was on. It's uh, it's Andros Townsend. <laughs> so he was on um, Back of the Net, not to be mistaken with Back of the Nest, although they have hijacked our hashtag on social medias <laughs> um yeah so it was this hosted by peter crouch and who else i don't know to give, yeah. give, give us a little overview uh it's peter crouch um gabby what's her name and logan, logan that's it and john fuck i don't know what these people called the scouse comedian oh bishop bishop yeah Bish. and it's just like a lot of um crap jokes but they they all like piss themselves laughing and I, I mean if Andros wasn't on it there's no way I'd watch it but he just looked really awkward all the way through like he knows he's got to smile and laugh because they're all pissing themselves but nothing's funny is he on it every week Andros no he was the yeah. guest he was the guest oh, right. but all they did was talk about him in the Tottenham youth team like they barely talked about Palace at all so it was a bit pointless really for a Palace fan is that because it covered Peter Crouch, were they there at the same time or something? Yeah, so he Andros was a youth team player when Crouch was there. But they had like footage of Andros in the youth team and then footage on Andros's debut and then footage for this Tottenham game and that Tottenham game. It's just oh, so I'm assuming they had the um him singing in the dressing room. We've had that on here before. Yes, they did. It was just I don't know, it's just it's not for me. I I think like I said, if if a palace player wasn't on it. I wouldn't bother, to be honest. I, I barely bothered when they did have a Palace player on, so not great. Okay. That's what you get for nicking our hashtag. Yeah, bastards. Um, James Milder this week, Albert, has been saying that Wilfred Zaha's the toughest opponent he's ever faced. He said, I've been sent off for tackles on Zaha twice. He's a talent. Unpredictable. You see how difficult it is to deal with him when you're watching him. He's tricky and very tough to face. That's quite nice words for Milner there. Yeah, fair play. I mean, he's not the he's not the first sort of I uh, used to you know. I guess he is a he is a high profile player. He plays for Liverpool and they're probably going to win the league, and he's got quite an esteemed career. So yeah, as boring as he is, um, uh, you sort of have to respect his opinion. You know, he's been around, been around the block. He's played at all levels, um, and yeah, he's not he's not the first sort of top talent to come out and and give the half props. I think is the word. Um, it's a fair play, James Milner. But stop trying to kill him with tackles. But, you know, please. <laughs> um, is he actually boring or is it just the Twitter account that's given us all that perception? I think he is quite boring, isn't he? 
<laughs> and I was, I've, a couple of times I've seen him in interviews, he seemed quite funny. Uh, he seemed absolutely delighted when uh, boring Milner was referred to on Love Island over the summer. Uh, <laughs> there was a clip of him turning around like really slowly with a shocked face. Um, yeah, so I, I think it, I think it might be a bit of a myth, really. But there you go. Uh, I think we'll end on Richard Shaw. He's left this week, Heskiff. Um, with the youth team players coming out earlier in the year, a few of them in an interview and saying that the pathways haven't been great and stuff like that. And then Sean Derry coming in. Are you are you surprised? Not really. Um, I mean, it's sort of come out of nowhere in the sense that it was just announced he, he he left and that was that. But by all accounts, Derry had been in the dugout a couple of times. So I guess looking back and with hindsight, the writing was probably on the wall there. Um, I don't know whether he's got another opportunity, Richard Shaw, if he's going to be a manager somewhere or, or something like that. But, you know, so I, I guess the under-23s or reserves or whatever manager is not, not, not a particularly glamorous job. And like you said, if there's players who are a little bit negative with their comments this year, it's may, might be for the best. Mm, got any memories of Richard Shaw from your early days at Selhurst? Um, I remember when I was really young, I liked his hair. I mean, that's not a great memory of his his playing, but um, no, not really, not that I can think of. Yeah, a bit, bit too, a bit too long ago for you, Albert. Uh, my my standout memory of Richard Shaw is from a football game, but not probably doesn't count. My my dad won an auction to play in a sort of Palace Legends game and was playing at centre-half next to Richard Shaw, who was quite vocally, it has to be said, coaching my dad through the second half. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Sam, re- remember him first. I think, uh, I think my first... My first memory of Richard Shaw in that era was when we played. We played Arsenal in the League Cup in like '92 or '93, wearing the sort of the canary yellow and sort of sky blue shorts, Brazil. Mm. Want to say nutmeg kit with the old TDK on the front, or maybe still tulip. I can't remember. But yeah, he definitely he was definitely present when I first started watching sort of Palette on the telly and going. But yeah, my standout memory is him sort of bollocking my dad for. Uh, Letting Pardew go at a corner. <laughs> In fact, the only it was it was it was, a, it was a Palace Legends game against a Charlton Legends game, and my dad and my dad's Charlton supporting friend won the sort of auction to come on for the second half. You know, there was only one foul in the game, and it was my dad absolutely wiping out Pardew, who controversially was playing for Charlton. Oh, and he scored as well. Uh, no, no, he didn't score. My dad just let him go. Oh. But uh, yeah, he, he, it was the only foul in the game. My dad absolutely wiped him out. It was wicked, and he got proper narky about it as well. Obviously, Heskiff. Obviously, you know. I've just thought I'm not going to mention the man's name because we all hate him. But I think Richard Shaw might be the person who got kicked when he who shall not be named and then jumped into the crowd got sent off. Yeah, that's correct. It was him, I believe. Got so, stamped on, wasn't he? If if that is a memory that I have deep down that I've pushed away because I hate the person who did it, um, then that's definitely a big Richard Shaw moment. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm madly scrambling to... Yeah, I, I think you're right there. Yeah, because this is just a tiny bit before my 
my days of starting to go, I didn't really start to go to 95. So that's why I was asking you guys, because it's a bit out of my, um, just out of my, my zone, shall we say. Um, yeah, I, I seem to remember watching back. It was Richard Shaw though. So yeah. Oh God, I'm having to look at Cantona's face now. I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, let's finish there. And then when we come back after this short break, we'll start building you up to Leicester. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Review Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Back to Townsend once again now, Milojevic. Might open up for a shot here for the captain. Oh, it certainly did. It's a special, special goal to break the deadlock. Gazelle. Into Inacho. Nicely done by Inacho. Guaita saves. And it comes off the post and back into the keeper's arms. And he goes and gives a little grateful tap to that post as well, Guaita. It's a really good stop. Right, yes, it's Leicester coming to Celeste. Um, obviously, four wins in a row we're currently running against Leicester with an aggregate score of 13 to 1. But Heskiff, it's um, no Harry Maguire anymore for Leicester. And then the common thing in all those four wins was that Harry Maguire was present in the Leicester side. Uh, will the curse have moved along now that he's gone? Well, I think so, because... I seem to remember him playing for Hull when we beat them 4-0. So I do wonder if it's the Harry Maguire curse. Uh, and obviously he played at Old Trafford this year, didn't he, when we beat him, rather than the Leicester one. So um, definitely a different proposition without Slabed at the back. And Bowl accounts the, the, the Turkish guy they've got in um, to replace him has been brilliant this season, apparently. So, yeah, I'm hoping that the curse is a Leicester curse. But um, it's going to be a very, very tough game. You say that. I think, um, Albert, you'd quite like the curse to have transferred with Maguire to Man United to get some bragging rights in the house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was nice for him to carry it on. But as Sam says, I don't think we'll be that fortunate uh, this weekend. Yeah, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll only win by three goals. <laughs> yeah, so what we had in recent, we had 4-1 last season and 1-0. I think uh, the 1-0 was helped along by the fantastic save from Guaita from Vardy onto the post. And then the year before that, I think we won 3-0 at their place again. And then 5-0 um, at ours, wasn't it? So, pff, blimey. Um, listening back to a Leicester podcast in preparation for this, it was called the 100% Leicester podcast. If you want to get some context, um, the host of that podcast is the person that did this. He's done yet. He's done yet. Towards Zaha. And it's 2 1. 
Now, that is a classic Heskiff, isn't it? Yeah, that's my favourite of the people getting pissed off at Palace that film themselves, Brigade. Um, the, the, the punctuation at the end of, look at him, <laughs> is the best. And it, if you watch the video, which is worth doing because it is funny, he genuinely does seem to absolutely hate Wilf, which makes it ten times better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ha- happy to continue that trend and have him film himself some more. Yeah, that's the 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 piss boiling as everyone's calling it these days. There's even a CPFC piss boiling account, which um, on the social medias that puts these videos up for your viewing pleasure. Certainly, my favourite. Go and seek out the Aston Villa one from this season um, if you want some more laughs. Uh, but I mean, the first thing he said in this podcast. I can't remember the last time I was this excited about a Leicester team. The short memories, Albert? Yeah, well, yeah, I guess. It's weird, though. I think on on paper, I think they are a better team now, but they're just not going to win the league. Mm. Yes, that's quite interesting because Christian Fuchs has said the same thing. So, obviously, he played in both squads and um, he reckons this one's better. But do you think it's it's just because the circumstances in the Premier League when they did win it was everyone was in transition? It was a bit of an easier league to win, Albert. Uh, yeah, easier maybe by a couple of percent. I mean, re- you know, really, Spurs Spurs should be the team to capitalise on everybody else's sort of misfortune. But you know, it was like alchemy. Everything just seemed to click for Leicester, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they tell you it was easy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's been certainly. Let's put it so it's one of the more fa- one of the more favourable sort of uh, scenarios in the last few years. But um, you know, whether it's Leicester or any any of the other teams that sort of looking to break that sort of top four monopoly, you know, I don't think anyone's going to do it for the next ten, probably twelve, fifteen years, if if ever. You know, it's it, all it all it did was kind of make everybody angry, and they all went out and, and blew a load more money and and really strengthened. So. Um, it was a great achievement when they did it. Um, I'm not taking it away from them, but you know, I think I think they can hope to get top six. I think that's probably probably the glass ceiling that we're all facing. Yeah, I, can't, I mean, it's obviously the the top two at the moment is becoming a, an entity on onto themselves. Uh, you know, Liverpool, and Man City are a different different gravy, and I think top four maybe this is one of the seasons where that's available. I think Arsenal and Chelsea are in a bit of a state at the moment for various different reasons. You know, everyone's on the same pulling in the same direction at Chelsea, but ultimately the lack of being able to buy players might catch up to them. Um, so it could they could be pipped for the top floor by potentially a team like Leicester, maybe a team like Crystal Palace. Whisper it quietly, but you know it, certainly the top six this season might be infiltrated by a few un, unusual names. You know because again you have got Spurs also having troubles, Arsenal have. But yeah, you're right. I think come next season. Um, it looks like, you know, you never know, Juzo Mourinho could be at Arsenal when he could sort them out, etc. So, yeah, it's another, it looks like another season where Leicester might be timing it well to place well in the league, but we'll have to see. I mean, Haskiv, did you see the 9-0 against Southampton the other night or have you seen anything at Leicester this season that um, has left you impressed with them? Well, the, the two games I've watched of them uh, were when they beat Newcastle 5-0, I think it was, and I, I watched... 
I saw seven of the nine goals against Southampton. Even you got pissed off for Southampton and left early. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, so both of those games, the, the, the opposition had a guy sent off. But regardless, you know, when you think back to how we were under pards where we struggled against 10 men, this Leicester team seemed so fluid in their play, so so quick. You know, it's not just Vardy that's got pace in the team anymore, which I think it, it it probably sort of was when they won the league. But, you know, players like Madison and Tielemans and, and Vardy together, they look pretty good. They look pretty good and their defence isn't too isn't too shabby either. So, you know, I definitely think that if any team is gonna break the top six, the top four maybe. You know, on, on the way that I've seen them play in the last sort of few games, it's they, they've certainly got the best chance. You know, I think they look a lot better than West Ham, for example. Uh, I think they look better than Arsenal as well, for that matter. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's they look very good going forward. Um, and I think with us being a fairly hard team to break down, apparently not at set pieces anymore with Hennessy and goal, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, it, it, I think... Hopefully they'll find it a lot difficult, a lot more difficult to do it against us than they did against Southampton, who seem to be in free fall at the moment. Um, but they certainly got a lot of a lot of pace and a lot of skill going forward. So I, I think they're they're going to be a very tough opposition. Yeah, Albert is with the likes of Tillemans and Madison in midfield with all the creativity they have. Is that kind of what Crystal Palace fans are crying out for instead of having you know the infamously the three defensive midfielders that we talk about? Yeah, we probably are deep down crying out for it, but uh, you know, at the moment it's hard to it's hard to really criticise the way we set up and the way we play because you know, bar what bar one or two, you know, bad performances we want to call it, or, or you know, facing Man City for example, it, it seems to be working. So whilst we whilst everybody you know from from Man United all the way down to Yeovil, you know, everybody wants to play exciting attacking football, but you have to work with what you've got and and thankfully what we've got seems to be finding results. Mm, so I mean it's matching up so in that sense, Heskiff, is that, you know, they'll have Indeedy sitting deep and then Tillemons and Madison proving all over the pitch. But with with our three defensive midfielders or, you know, the more I mean Again, the weekend against Arsenal, MacArthur kind of proved that he isn't a defensive midfielder and he is a box-to-box midfielder just with his assists for IU. But in terms of the more three deep-lying midfielders, would that help us to contain Leicester a little bit better than perhaps a team like Southampton uh, does with, again, a little bit more creative? I say that in inverted commas based on their results this season. But um, yeah, we, we might be able to deal a little bit better with the Leicester midfield. I would definitely hope so. And I think having someone like Jimmy, you know, on, on the pitch, he, he doesn't stop running. And I think his his form in the last few games has been very, very good. I thought he was great against Arsenal. Again, like you say, he, he got into a great position and, and set up the second goal. But he never stopped running. He he seemed to be everywhere. And I think when you've got players like Madison, like Tiedemans, who who are good in the middle and run run with the ball, you need to have players who have the energy to keep at them and keep nibbling at their feet, which I think McCarthy will be able to do. So in that sense, I think he's he's probably more likely to be um, effective compared to Romeo and that 
ratty little Ward Prowse that play for Southampton. So, yeah, I think it's important to have him in the team um, because I, I think having his energy on top of on top of his ability on the ball is a massive plus for us. And, I, and I'm really glad that in this very tough run of games that we've that we're sort of in the middle of now that he's hitting form because I think we really need it to to, to push on our play. How did you feel about being in the Arsenal game, Luka Milivojevic's performance, Heskiff? Because you know he's come under a bit of fire. He got. You know, he's been booked in basically every game this season, got him suspended. McCarthy came in at West Ham and did well. And um, and then Luka came back in against Man City and fans have been on him a bit. Uh, how how did you think he fared at the Emirates? I thought he was improved against Arsenal. Um, the first 20 minutes or so of the game, I, I think as a team, we, we weren't great. Obviously, going 2-0 down that quickly doesn't help, but there was a lot of forward and backwards, uh, sideways and backwards balls, sorry, and, and, and Luka was a big sort of part of that, which frustrated me a little bit. Um, but then, you know, if you see, if you see that the, the ball that was set up, the, the penalty, it was a, it was a long ball from Luca. Um, and it was one of the first times that I can remember in, in that half where he was really, even though he didn't have anyone to pass too short and he was sort of forced to hit it long, it was good to see him actually hit that ball long instead of sort of really turn around and pass it back to Cahill. So it's been tough, you know, I said, I think it was last week, I said that I thought, you know, maybe it's time for him to have a bit of a rest because he's he's not had a good start at all to this season. But, um, you know, I thought he was, as I say, improved against Arsenal. I don't think he was brilliant, but I think he was improved. And if he can build on that, then hopefully he'll get back to the form that we know he's capable of. Yeah, I thought the midfield were really good, actually, on Sunday and a lot of that was when we went 2-0 down, I could, <laughs> I was eyeing up the concourse again, a la Spurs, um, when we were 4-0 down very quickly. But I thought we stuck to our guns really well and didn't let it get on top of us. And Luca was vocally, I, I thought he was more of a bit, more of a leader on the field than he usually is in that sense. It wasn't mixed in amongst his complaining. There was a lot more of encouragement and stuff like that. Um, if you notice when he's running back from the penalty, he makes a point of waving at Hennessy, gives him a thumbs up and stuff like that because he knew he'd made a mistake for one of the goals and so on. And I, th- I thought we, you know, we shaded them possession in the first half as well. We really just, you know, try to play our own game. And I think that's really important that we continue to play our own game and it allowed us to create chances going forward. So um, I was, yeah, a, a lot, a lot better from Luca, and I thought it was a great pass to Zaha for that. So um, hopefully that's a sign of things to come because we need, we need an on-form Luka Milivojevic um, to, to you know, keep us where we are. Really, we don't want to see us slide down the table. I know we've still got three difficult games coming up, but um, yeah, we want to want to try and hold this position. Um, Albert, the Camarasa mystery might have been solved. Um, did you see Wilfred Zaha's Instagram story that accidentally dropped Camarasa into the muck? Uh, I do you know what I did see it, but because I was on holiday, I, I think I was a few sheets to the wind, so I can't say it's stuck in my uh, long term <laughs> so memory. It was, uh, he's got um, Wilf Zaha was taking a mick out of Mamadou Sako posting a picture of the fines list. Oh yeah, and and Mamadou Sako had, uh, was disputing. He saying that he'd already paid, but spelled it P A Y E D. Um, so he was making fun of him there, but. It tried to obscure the line above, which was Victor Camarasa missing a session on the 22nd of September, um, seeing him get a fine of 500 quid. Um, that's missing sessions. That's that's definitely the manager like Roy. That's not that's not going to get you in his good books, is it? Probably not. 
but you know, is it chicken and egg? Did he not bother turning up because he knew that he wouldn't have got a game anyway? Mm. But is that that that's unacceptable, right? It doesn't matter how much um, how well you do or not. You've got a you're a professional. You're being paid a lot of money. You've got to turn up and try and force your way into the manager's reckoning. Yeah, of course. I was I was I was only joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know that's what you that's what you're paid to do. You turn up, you train, and if there's ten other outfield players getting in the team ahead of you, you have to train harder. So not turning up is literally the opposite of what you should be doing. So mm. yeah, yeah. What would you do to one of your cameramen if he didn't turn up? Uh, well, it's not my department, really, mate. If if they want to fuck around us. That's up to them. <laughs> it's up to them. Um, one of the surprises, perhaps, from the Arsenal game, Heskiff, was that Jeffrey Schlupp was left out. Um, obviously, got hauled off against Man City early doors. And um, City performance t- or tactical, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it was he was just dropped or do you reckon it was Townsend was a better choice for the opposition? Probably a mixture of the two. I mean, his form hasn't been great either of the last couple of games and after Andros's sort of couple of two or three cameos of coming on and, and being effective um I think I think it was time for Andros to get another game and I think Roy probably views him in two ways so I think Andros is is, is good at covering you know I think he he does give some support to the fullback which Jeff as we know my opinion of doesn't do very well um, but also, I think that Andros is probably a, a bit more of a, an outlet when we're going forward. Um, he, he does try to to take players on and and get the ball across. So, I think a combination of Schlupp's form being a bit off and Andros having pushed well in, in the limited opportunity he got in the last, in the in the few games previously probably tipped Roy towards Andros. Um, but my my joy was short-lived when I saw who was in goal as I stepped out of the tube station. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't even enjoy that. Cheers. Well, Hennessy, I, I don't know if he'll be in goal or not. I mean, for Gentegway, he trained last week, but it's been a niggling groin injury. So they obviously want him to get better in that sense. But the Arsenal game, but this was, it's a typical Wayne Hennessy performance, right? He, makes the mistake for the goal, but then makes two outstanding saves. And um, it's, it's the lack of consistency and always knowing that there's an error in that sort of grates on everyone. Yeah, I mean, listen, Hennessy is always a hot topic, uh, to say the least. You know, heads do drop, certainly amongst most of the Palace faithful, I'd say, when we see that his name's on the team sheet and not Quater. Um I was kind of, we were out, mainly watching the Spurs-Liverpool uh, game in the pub in Bath on Sunday, but we were sort of on our phones and trying to find streams, whatever. And I think it's Patrick O'Connor, actually, bless him, who who uploaded a, a replay of, of the first goal. And, you know, watching it on a phone didn't help. But, I mean, seeing it late on a big TV, it was the same. It was literally couldn't see where Wayne Hennessy was. For about four seconds in that first goal, and you know, it you sort of feel gets the point where you're like, are we just are we just singling him out and saying how crap that is, whatever? And then a few of the sort of Tottenham 
boys who we were with saw it. I was like, oh no, that is really bad. You know, all right, okay, cool, yeah, 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 he is shit. Um, and then, but yeah, like you say, he he, he come and, and it's same at City. He kept the score down with some good saves. Um, but you know that that first that first goal, the first, the, the first goal is a a worse error to make than the save that he made were good. Does that make sense? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the save in the first half from Lacazette at 2-0 is is brilliant. Um, doesn't get as much credit as it is. He's a big guy to get down that quickly. I think that was an excellent save. Yeah. Um, I think the one from David Luiz in the second half uh, when David Luiz Jr. passed it to him. <laughs> they look so like it's really hard to tell them apart when they're down the other end of the field. But I think um, it looks really good, but I think it was an easier save to make in that sense. But um, yeah, the, mis- the whole mis- the mistake was you know unforgivable in that sense to be so far away from it. But, you know, if, he- if he's in goal on Saturday or Sunday, it's Sunday, isn't it? It's moved to Sunday. It's going to be a very... Um, difficult afternoon you know Leicester are free flowing going forward scoring lots of goals so um, hopefully he'll be on his metal and um, we'll be able to keep us in the game right I'll, I th- think that's all that's left is to say predictions so um, I think I went one all last week didn't I Haskiff so um, I, I, I got the draw right in that sense what are you going for this week oh I've been so miserable this season <laughs> surprise surprise and I'll, As opposed I, to I, I genuinely season? don't think we're going to win. Well, exactly. And I'm on the water, so I'm not even pissed now. But let's say 2-2. Let's go mad. 2-2. I've seen Leicester end their losing streak against us. What about you, Albert? Mm, well, I have had a beer and it hasn't really boosted my confidence. It's because it's probably the first ingredient is water. Uh, I think we're going to be on the wrong end of a 3-1. Wow, wow, wow. Um, I hope not. I think this is the the game where we need to try and pick up some sort of result with, you know, again, two, a trip to Chelsea and then, you know, utterly dominant Liverpool coming to Sellers Park after that. Um, we don't want to slide too much, but going in our favour is that... Um, I think in the last decade, I've, I've missed maybe seven or eight games and we've never lost any of those games. And two of them have actually been against Leicester, both of which we've won. So <laughs> it'll either be third time the charm for Leicester or um, me, me missing a game will be a, a good sign. Um, so I'm, I'm off to Fortuna Dusseldorf against Cologne this weekend. So um, look, 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 out, look out for me on German television or BT Sport if you... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be somewhere in with a Dusseldorf ultras bouncing around, um, doing, doing some tryouts. Maybe maybe um, I'll go over there in the future. What do you reckon, Heskiff? I can't believe Albert's not outraged that you're going on holiday. People are allowed to go on holiday, aren't they? Don't miss without without fear of ridicule and persecution. So. I hope you have a nice time. I, I, book, I booked mine around the preview pod, so I don't actually miss it, you know? Dedicated to the calls, mate. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it. Um, or is it? Did we give predi- Did I give a prediction? Hmm, I didn't, did I? Um, I will go 2-1 Palace. I'm going to keep the optimism on the on the roll. And um, I, I mean, if we do it, if we do win 2-1, I think we'll have every right to get a little bit excited. 
Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Okay, that's almost your lot for this week. Um, do all the five-star rating stuffs on your podcast subscribers. Um, listen to the other pods. We've got DR again on the Love Sport pod that is already available for you to listen. Um, he's waxing lyrical about Zaha over there. Um, head to backofthenest.com to read all the articles that our team do a great job of over there. And, um, of course, for the review show, send your WhatsApp voice clips to 0203 575 one seven six six um so it's chelsea up next heskiff are you heading to stamford bridge yes i am mm-hmm. and um you know it'll be it'll be not we've won a couple of times there since we come up so you never you never know when we go down there and um albert uh that's I, I mean i know you're not going to the game you, you're not are you nah nah Nah, but um, you know, awful place. Awful place it is Heskiff. I'm just disappointed, and and I think that Albert's saving his money for the Watford game, so he can sit in the home end and give us a wanker sign. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up shortly. Already, already sold out very, very um quickly that one. So hmm, there you go. Look forward to that one in a few weeks. But um, yeah, we'll be back next Thursday as usual when we'll be building you up to Chelsea away. Until then. Up the palace. He's done ya. He's done ya towards Zaha. And it's 2 1. I hate him. I fucking hate Zaha as well. Look at him. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.